Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. Listen to our shows on our Watchman Alert Radio Network or WARN, W-A-R-N. You can listen to our WARN Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. WARN Radio is now on these platforms. Amazon Prime, Music and Podcast, that's a new one. Also Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, and Anchor. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. The testimony and faith of Jesus Christ, the gospel of life given to all people so that they would repent and believe on Jesus Christ, the faith and testimony of Jesus Christ at the time of the end. Many will not come to Christ to find life eternal. Heaven's Victory in Jesus' Name Heaven's Victory in Jesus' Name is a phrase that delivers to us victory today. Christ did not come to deliver you tomorrow or next week for your sins. He is a right now Savior and the Lord of all lords. The Highway of Our God Governments of men have their agenda. Here the Lord God called the end from the beginning he also gave his born-again children a look into the future. It is called prophecy. <clears throat> Heavenly Signs, Prophecy, and America Heavenly Signs, Prophecy, and America remind us that we are well through 2021, maybe 22. Former signs remind us today how pertinent they were to what is going on. The summer was hot, the politics extremely bad. Latest posts on warn-usa.com Upright Justice Judgment Isaiah's Prophetic Book Part 54 on Battle Lines Upright Justice Judgment are be held in the eyes of the Lord as God sent Judah into captivity for her sins after 70 years and their release from Babylon, the sins were forgiven and paid for. Christian Faith Resistance USCIR on Pakistan Somalia Violence Biblical Plagues Lawlessness End Days from Warren Radio Christian Faith Resistance relates closely to the monitoring by the United States Commission on International Religious Persecution. And be sure to get your book, The Rising, by Dana Glenn Smith. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller. The Rising details a takeover of America. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We continue the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper. He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America. Can Mac save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. And be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter by going to danaglinsmith.com where you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature The Rising and other Christian books as well as resources from our Vision Media. Now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. 
Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah, it's... Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Doing really good. You know, uh, I haven't done much with Twitter for a long time. And I really got off of Twitter. And this is off the study, but the thing of it is, that's in the news, Twitter. And... uh, You know, we used to have a pretty good following on Twitter. But I became suspicious when all the all the stuff that I was putting out there was like dropped off the deep end somewhere. Oh, I know, it's crazy. So I actually got off of there and the same thing happens a lot of times with Facebook. I don't do a lot on Facebook either. We've got a couple of pages. <clears throat> but uh, if you get on over to some of the other sites that we're on, and uh, CloudHub, Getter, Parler, and even True Social, you, you will get a lot more action. Twitter is um, now since uh, Elon took it over. Uh, it, it remains to be seen if it'll, you know never be something I'll want to really do much with. And I I do put stuff on it, but to be honest, it just, it hasn't got to the point for us anyway to uh, even be a viable place. But I I still, uh, I have uh, Zippy Doodah Day, who is our representative (laughs) over there. And you might say, why would you do that? Well, because Zippy is non-threatening. And he's not an official president or nothing. He's just a flunky. So Zippy can stick around there and blame blame the management. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah, Zippy Doodah Day One. That's our Twitter our our Twitter representative. So at any rate, I was surprised how many Zippy Doodah uh, Days there were. Really? Yeah, there's quite a few. Probably got the idea from you, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So at any rate, we are in Isaiah. We are covering a lot of things. And the one thing that we've been covering is uh, the judgment with Jude and a lot of associated topics. There's also uh, prophecies in there of the Messiah and him coming. There's, I mean, we will cover just about everything you could think of um, when it comes to prophecy and the end of days there's a lot of stuff in there a lot of stuff on israel so we will cover we've got uh, 16 more chapters to go we're in chapter 50 and we're going to start at actually verse 4 but i'm going to i like to go back and we're going to go back and look at verse 3 okay So tonight on Battle Lines is Word in Season, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 153. Word in Season continues in Chapter 50 of Isaiah. The choice for Judah is the same as for anyone who serves this God. If you are one who fears the Lord and obeys the Lord, then the call here is to trust Yahweh, Jehovah, the covenant-keeping God. But in these verses, among others, we find the distant prophecy of the coming Messiah and what he will face. As well, we see the Lord God uplifting him who God has sent. It will not be by the power of man, nor machine, nor technology. Whatever comes will be a place where trusting in the Lord is paramount. Whether you are Judah, newly released from captivity, or those who know the Messiah, which had come by now, we see the past, present, and future wrapped up here in the word in season is given. And now back to you, Dana. Okay, thank you. 
You know, one thing that Kyle and Delish said, which is very true, and that is the radical sin, however, which has lasted from the time of the captivity down to the present time, is disobedience to the word of God. This sin brought upon Zion and her children the judgment of banishment. And it was this which made it last so long. And I think this is something that we need to understand. Disobedient to the word of God. And as Christians, we believe that, you know, for by grace we are saved. And we're not justified by the works of the law. Nevertheless, when we look at the law, the Lord himself said, I've come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. And that fulfilling was going to the cross and sealing the blood of the covenant. And we also have God's grace, which allows us to be justified by faith. And so the this is what we're looking at. But that doesn't mean that you can go out and just do whatever you want to do. And... When you have a nation, for instance, like America, that becomes so obsessed with godlessness and uncleanness, when you have um, a government that has nothing but things in it that are an abomination to God, then a nation becomes stench in the nostrils of the Lord God, and judgment comes. Now make no mistake, when the Messiah comes, Yahshua, He is going to judge the nations. But before he ever gets to judging the nations and the penalty at the end, he will be sending the tribulation. And one part of that is the wrath of God tribulation, which will be upon those who absolutely are rebels against God's word. And I bring this up because it's really important, as Kyle and Delish speak about, You know, their disobedience to the word of God is what brought them down, and they wouldn't repent of it or stop it. And so now, in verse uh, chapter 50, verse 3, you know, God is going through a number of things. And in this verse, he says, I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. And he goes through a whole bunch of things, because God created it all. Man doesn't create it. God creates it. And you see, because of the mighty power of God and the fact of everything that he's done, all Israel had to do was repent. You know, in America, that's all we got to do is repent. Why do people find it so hard to repent? Well, in John 3.16, everybody remembers that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And the following verse... For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. But you keep following the verses down, and you'll find a verse that talks about the fact that the Lord says that they won't come to the light because they love darkness more. And this is very interesting because we see this kind of trend Uh, in the dealings with Judah and the dealings with uh, the lost tribes of Israel or uh, Israel is what it was called and then the southern tribes was Judah. And so when we look at America, we look at an American uh, state, the United States, that is doing things that are an abomination. You can find them in the law of God where they're an abomination. Paul talks about a whole list of stuff that you shouldn't be doing. And he that does such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, says Paul. And it's, and it's something that you need to understand. Now, there are people uh, <laughs> that have churches in America that absolutely believe you can do just about anything you want and it won't matter to God. Well, that is not the case. Now, you can repent of it, but you know there comes a point when judgment comes. 
And so when you get to a point that judgment is is coming, then the people have gotten to the point of a hardened conscience, uh, and they've gotten to the point of a hardened heart, and they're proud, which blinds them, and they're not going to stop what they're doing. And so th- this is this is the point that bring, uh, brings Judah into trouble, because they got to the point where they wouldn't listen. God sent Jeremiah, and they wouldn't listen. God told Jeremiah in the beginning they wouldn't listen. And so these are the things that when we go through these, we look at. And, you know, even to this day, you know, Israel hasn't been fully reunited. And there's a lot of things that Israel is facing right now. And and it's tough over in Israel. And it's tough for the people that are there that are Jews. And you have a world that hates Jews but there's also a world that hates Christians. And so the Jews and the Christians are known as the people of the book. And if you ask the uh, Islamic jihadists who the people of the books are, they will tell you. People of the book are Christians and Jews. So this week in part 153, Isaiah chapter 54 through 11 The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Now that's a good verse. Because uh, when you, and of course this is the prophet talking. And so the Lord had given him the tongue of the learned as a prophet, you know, or even as a pastor today, or as a Christian, through the Spirit of God, we should know how to speak a word in season. We have different seasons. And you know them as well as I know them. Fall, winter, summer, you know, and spring. And they each have characteristics. And when you're dealing with people, they have these particular, you know, things that bother them. They're weary. They're tired. They've face too much and in the case of America today there's wickedness there's carnality and it just never ends there's always something that's going on something that is you know taking those things that well when I was growing up you'd never do things like that you couldn't get away with doing things but today you get away with them and people that hear this, you know, if, if you're savvy to what I'm saying, you understand what I'm talking about. Today, we get along with stuff. We have people up in the White House, supposed to be leaders of the country, that are a laughing stock. And they don't seem to get it at all. And most of them, you know, will absolutely deny it. And in fact, they work to try to stop, you know, other people from having viewpoints opposite of them. And you hear that all the time. You've got the younger generation here in America that are woke. And boy, you try to tell them something anti-woke, and they go catatonic. What would they do if America was judged like Judah was, or the northern tribes? What would they do if they got judged like Babylon got judged. You know, they wouldn't be able to take it, not a bit. He waketh morning by morning, he waketh mine ear to hear as the learned. Now the idea is to prepare one to receive instruction, and you can get instruction early in the morning by via the Lord. And this is why you need to stay in tune with the Lord, and that is by praying, by seeking the Lord, and getting in his word and understanding these things. And, uh, you know, you're, you're to praise God. And, you know, there's a lot of things that, that is involved here. Look to him, thank him, are you thankful? But see, you know, when you get to the point that, you know, you think God is just a mean, nasty God and all he's going to do is destroy you, you've misjudged God because, and, and, and I teach this, you know, judgment You know, behind judgment is mercy and forgiveness. 
All judgment brings you to a point where God can forgive you and heal you. There's something you need to do on your end. There's something Judah needed to do. But because of their the penalty and what they had done, they wound up. But well, they were passing kids through the, uh, you know, through the fire under Moloch and Baal. You know, I mean, give me a break. And they were doing things with the Queen of Heaven. They were offering drink offerings. Uh, they were doing a lot of things. Absolute abomination in the house of God. And see, we've got abominations going on in the, in the house of the Lord, you know, in ch churches today. And you may not know about them, but they're there. And we know that they're there. And it's time for America to put away these unclean things. It's time for the American pastors and when I get online and we've got our articles circulating and we do our radio shows, you know, I've got people that listen to what we're doing. And I was telling a bunch of them today what they needed to do. You know, they need to get out there and they need to speak and stand up. The pastors do. And, and they need to speak against this. And one of the things that got us on us was Pastor Jeffries, who who challenged what was going on, you know, with a lot of a lot of the unclean stuff in this country. And uh, he had a particular incident that, that he was discussing. And these are the things, you know, we can't stand by as just spectators and think America is going to make it, because America is not going to make it, folks. If you sit on your butt, if you don't pray, if you're not willing to fast, if you're not willing to look and see what's going on and stand up, then you're going to lose your country and you're going to lose everything you got in the you know in the meantime because when you lose a country, especially when you're doing things against God and you're waiting for his judgment, believe me. Now we're in part 153. And I said the word believe me, two words actually, believe me. Well, we're in part 153, and we haven't finished it. By the time we finish it, I would have done, along with Tower, she's with me in every show, 153 hours of Isaiah. And I can tell you people something. After 153 hours in Isaiah, I can tell you unequivocally, do not challenge the Lord. Do not joke about him. And understand, when he tells you to repent, when there's something wrong with your land, you had better take it seriously. I can tell you that. And sometimes you don't learn until you get put in Babylon for 70 years. It took Judah 70 years. Now in Matthew 13, 53 through 17, uh, 53 through 57, four verses. And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished, and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren, James and Joseph and uh, Simon and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and his own house. And that's the same thing in America. A prophet is without honor here in America. We have been hearing about Jesus, we've been hearing about salvation in this country, you know, I mean, personal experience all my life. And we've had churches, we had seminaries, we had Bible schools, and in the beginning of America, our, our young kids learned English by reading the Bible. And uh, that's the history of America, whether you like it or not. And for all those who are woke and deny the truth of America, you're lying to yourself because 
You can, you can change what people think, but that isn't going to change the truth. You think by lying and fooling yourself, you're going to change what the truth is? Because God knows the truth. He knows the truth about redemption. He knows the truth about your heart. He knows the truth about what you call yourself when you're not really that at all. You're blinding yourself. You're subject to an unclean spirit. And some of you are even filled with demonic entities. And you have followed this uncleanness. And you have embraced it as a woman's uncleanness. You were totally unclean and you were blinded and you refused to hear the truth. And people with that need to wake up. And God can wake you up. Because God's ability to wake man up is a lot stronger than man's ability to ignore it. Because sooner or later, you're going to cry uncle. And you do not want to wait and cry uncle when it's too late. But you see, the tongue of the learned, the Lord knew this stuff. He knew this stuff from a kid. And he grew up knowing this stuff. You know, and the thing of it is, one of the things they used to talk about him is that, you know, he wasn't from Bethlehem. But he was from Bethlehem. He was born in the stable. He was born in a sukkah is more like what he would have been, which they used coming out of uh, Egypt. Uh, they would build their own little shelter. And so, and another thing, you know, his learning, he wasn't anointed by man. You know, it's like today. You know, many pastors are anointed by those in their own, you know, system that they go through, whether you're a Lutheran, whether you're a Pentecostal, whether you're a Baptist, whatever you are. I mean, you go to their schools, you learn what they learn, you know, like the assemblies have the 16 fundamental truths, or at least they used to. And they would, you know, lay their hands on you, they would send you out, you know, And, of course, you had gone to school to learn a lot of that stuff. Jesus didn't go to schools to learn all that. He had that. He was learning that all along. He knew his father from the very beginning. He is not like other humans. He was eternal before he ever got there. Jesus Christ is saying yesterday, today, and forever. And yet he still faced temptation like everybody else did. But see, the tongue of the learned, there is that place that you can receive instruction. And you can hear as one of the learned would do, and to learn from something. But if you get into Proverbs, you get into Psalms and a lot of these, you're going to find that there is a thing called a fool. There are those that won't listen. There are those that are wicked and foolish and don't want to pay attention. And they pay for their price. They pay for what they're doing. And see, today it's important to understand that judgment is redemptive. But it can also be death for those who don't listen. And God deals with us. And he even deals with Christians. And that's covered well by Paul in his epistles. Nevertheless, because they had seen, you know, where Jesus grew up at, a lot of them didn't even think to research it out. Even the people in the temple, the Jews, the high priest, the various offices of priests, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. Nobody even thought to understand 
that before he got to where he was there, when he when he was revealed there, he was. He did begin in Bethlehem. But if you remember right, the king tried to kill them all and his family was warned in a dream by an angel and they fled to Egypt. And when the king died, they were <clears throat> warned again and they came back. You see, and that's, everybody has a beginning from somewhere. And see, God has no beginning and no ending. So does the Lord, Yahshua, Jesus. There was no, no thing, no anything before God. Now that's hard to understand. Now see, there's a lot of this stuff that we're in right now that is going to apply to the Redeemer. They're descriptive of him and his work. Now Matthew eleven twenty six through 30 even so, Father, for it seemeth good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither, any, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Now see, when the Lord came, no man knew the Son but the Father, and no man knew the Father but the Son. Nobody. It was a new relationship. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest, the Lord says. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now when do you do that? When you're tired, when you can't go on, when you've worked too hard, when you've uh, been, to, you know, going through too much online stuff and too much read too much of the garbage that's online. You need to cleanse your mind and heart. And it's and it's easier for us to do than they were way back when. Because we got technology, we can play tapes and we can listen to the Word of God. Now, for years and years and years, I got into the habit of putting on a long playing list of the Word of God and letting it go all day long in order to cleanse my heart and mind and soul from the filth. That is around us. Because we've got people that are filthy. We've got people that are wicked. And they can repent. But many of them won't. Yet there are people that do repent. There are people that suffer. And they need help. And they repent. And a lot of times it's because they need help. To such a degree that they go to the Lord and they ask him for help, for forgiveness, for healing, for deliverance. In Isaiah 50 verse 5, The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. You see, and that's, that's what the Messiah was. He was totally open. He was not rebellious. He did exactly what the Father said. The Father told him what to say, and he said it. And he revealed to them, the Jews at the time. Then later the apostles, and of course Paul was the apostle of the Gentiles, revealed the Father and the Son to the Gentiles, who of course Gentiles are 
you know, they're they're pagan. <laughs> you know, I'm a Gentile, and so's Tower. But see, the thing of it is, God delivered delivered us from our pagan ways. We have his spirit. We believe his word. We receive his word. We hear his word. We know his voice. He is a healer. He's a deliverer. He's a protector. He's a forgiver. He's a restorer. So the Lord, our God, wanted to heal man. So he had to send somebody that would listen, that would be full of power, that was compassionate, but yet at the same time, he could take a cord, fashion it into whips, and whip the money changers out of the temple because they were making it unclean. Psalm 40, 6 through 8, the Lord has opened my ears. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burn offering and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. Now see, that is Psalm 40, as I said, 6 through 8. In Hebrews 10, 4 through 13, and I believe Hebrews was written by Paul, whether you believe it or not, you know. Nevertheless, the writer of Hebrews says, for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats could take away sin. There's no way. And God had chosen that it would be by the blood that atonement would be made for the sins. And blood of bulls and goats could only take away, you know, these things for a certain time. And, you know, they had to have these sacrifices over and over again. But when Yeshua came and died, his blood took away and removed sins permanently. The old covenant couldn't do that. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared for me. See, it wasn't going to be more sacrifices and offerings to deliver man. It would take the body of the only begotten Son of God on Calvary's tree. Shedding blood to fulfill that atonement once and forever. He's not coming back to shed blood. That is his own blood. When he comes back, he will wreak vengeance upon the lawless and the rebellious. And he will stop Satan dead in his tracks. He's not coming back to mess around. If you want mercy, the only thing you got today is grace. You don't have anything else. Well, I've got money and I've got this. and You don't have nothing. If it weren't for God's grace to allow you to get away with what you do and act the way you do, waiting for you to truly repent because he can wait. You have grace. One thing. That grace came out of God's mercy. God's mercy came out of God's love. And out of grace, you have to have faith. Because without faith, you cannot please God. You can't believe in a God if you don't believe he's there. And I, I've dealt with atheists and others who claim there is no God. And there's one answer. 
You may not believe now, but you will. I pray that it's not too late. There's not an atheist or an unbeliever in hell today. They all know there's a true and living God. They all know that there's a Redeemer. And they know they were stubborn and rejected it. And they're paying the price. God did not create man to send him to hell. God sent his son to keep you out of hell. And to make your life better. To give you joy. To make you happy. Fullness of joy. The devil's the one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You look around this nation called America, and you will see these kids going in there in groups four, five, and six, and seven, and stealing. I seen a video yesterday that they just posted. Stealing armloads of brand new clothes off the rack. Nobody stopped them, and I've seen this so many times. The people stand around like they're just catatonic. <coughs> Nobody stops them. Nobody. The employees don't stop them. They just stand there and watch. They can be stealing diamonds. There was another video I saw, and they were stealing diamonds and stuff from a jewelry store. You know, the thing of it is, is that that's the lawlessness in America today. And that lawlessness is there is because America is lawless. Because America is sowing to the flesh. And of the flesh she shall reap destruction. There will be no escape. There will be no warning. I've been warning for over, well, we're going to be in our 25th year next year. But Tower and I were warning before that. Because we go back to the mid-70s. We were talking about the end stuff in our church. Our home church with Brother Kennedy was there. We talked about what was coming. And that was a very long time ago. Make no mistake about it. You think this is just nothing that is going to be healed? It's not going to go away. Unless you repent. Now in Hebrews 10, 4 through 13, it fulfills Psalm 40. Verse 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering, thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O Lord. That is the Messiah. In verse 8, And above when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings, and offerings for sin thou wouldest not, neither haddest pleasure therein which are offered by the law. Verse 9, he repeats it. He says, Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. You can thank God if you know the Lord today once and for all because of the offering of Jesus Christ, Yahshua, upon the cross. And God's going, you know, if he destroys America or the entire world, those who have been saved through Yahshua and have come unto the Father you don't have any fears. God will take care of you. And of course this, these are the prophecies. The Lord God opened my ear and I was not rebellious. He, he wasn't rebellious. That applies to the Messiah. And you know, and when we talk about anointed that people call, there's a lot of people when God calls them, they their their ear is open. They can hear. Until that moment, you may not hear anything. Now, if you get down to verse six, that was verse five. 
I gave my back to the smiters, my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair, and I hid not my face from shame and spitting. And my cheeks... There's those who pluck and pull my beard <laughs> to make it smooth. That's what it means. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. I was thinking about that today, too. Here is the Lord who created, and he was there in the beginning. He's eternal. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He gets into the body of man in order to become the Passover lamb, the sacrifice, to save you from the death angel. And of course, there were those at the time when he was going through this. Now see, the other thing I was talking about today was the fact that when the Lord was standing before Pilate, you know, Pilate said, well, what is truth? Because the Lord was talking about truth. What is truth? Well, today, you know, we have a justice that was okayed, you know, Everybody liked her, so she's up there in the highest court in the land. And they ask her what a woman is. And here's a woman that, that has a, more than likely a doctorate in order to get up there. Knows the law. But because of the wokeness in America, she couldn't tell you what a woman is. My God, you're going to make decisions that will impact people's lives and in some cases put people to death and you can't even figure out what a woman is? Give me a break. See, this is a different. There's a lot of truths out there. You better make sure you got the truth that saves and the truth is... As Yahshua said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. You want a truth? You put your teeth and your heart into that. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And he was standing there, and he could have easily called down legions of angels and sent these smuckers right into the pit of hell if he wanted. But he's just, he took it because he had to take it. He had to go through this. And they put him on the tree. And they looked at him and spit, shook their heads. He saved others, but he could not save himself, they mocked. And there's another scripture. They shall look upon him whom they, what does it say, crucified? Whom they pierced. They'll recognize him. And the reason they'll recognize him. Is because these are Jews. Who have heard what the Christians have said. For decades. That he went to the cross. And he was nailed to the cross. And those nails. Made holes in his hands. They were pierced. When he comes back. He's going to come back in glory. He's going to come back in power. He's going to come back and the people on earth are going to shake and shudder and scream. Now see, there's going to be two kinds of screaming. Those who are praising the Lord and those who are screaming in terror. Because heaven's going to be a noisy place. And there will be no cursing. And there will be worshiping and praising God because people have made it. 
Matthew 26, 67 through 68 says, Then did they spit in his face and buffeted him, and others smote him with the palms of their hands, saying, Prophesy unto us, thou Christ, who is he that smote thee? And uh, Mark fourteen sixty five, and some began to spit on him and to cover his face, to buffet him and to say to him, Prophesy, and the servants did strike him with those palms of their hands. And see, the Lord said earlier, and I read it, I hid not my face from shame and spitting. Among the Orientals, to spit on anyone, an expression of the highest insult and indignity. Now see, in Numbers twelve fourteen, the Lord said unto Moses, he talks about this, if her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp. That's because she was unclean now. Seven days, and after that, let her be received in again. See, that's uncleanness. You know, to us today, we have nothing unclean. And we have perverted righteousness. We have perverted everything we've touched. In America, we think it's all right because we're a grand state. Do you not think that God can bring America down to a pile of kindling? Do you not understand by being proudful, refusing to listen, refusing to turn away from your sins will destroy you and everybody around you? This thing's going to start getting really, really in your face. Judgment starts slow, but once it comes, there's a little thing called fear pit in the snare. In America, we don't have no fear, but there's a pit, and there's a snare. One of the biggest snares Americans have today is pride. We're proud of our sins. We're proud of who we think we are. Oh, dear God in heaven, we need help. Amen. And that's exactly why when I pray, Oh, Lord, I pray for mercy in your judgment. When judgment comes, I ask for mercy. You see, I have mercy. But there's many of you standing out there that are outside the covering of Christ. And I don't care where you live. I don't care what country you're in. I don't care what color your skin is. You think that you... You know, we're so dumb today. And we make a big deal out of white boys and black boys and all the others. But I'll tell you what. When you get in heaven... Those saved black boys and white boys and other boys and girls, they're going to be totally redeemed. They will, you know what their color will be? The same as Yahshua. It's called glory. Have you ever seen glory? No, you haven't. As close as we come in some of our churches is when the Spirit of God moves and people begin to get happy. Well, the Spirit really moved tonight. Well, I'll tell you, when you get in heaven, you won't even understand how you could call this moving, the movement of God. When you get in heaven, it'll be something you'd never have experienced. In Isaiah 50, verse 7, For the Lord God will help me or sustain me. Therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face like a flint. I know that I shall not be ashamed. And I'm going through this to bring you up scriptures to show you that this section is related to the Messiah, the Anointed One. But see, when we talk about God calls, calling the anointed, calling their anointed, the Lord came and he was the anointed one, the Christ. 
Cyrus, who was called, who was a Persian, was also called his anointed, mine anointed. And he was tasked with judging Babylon, bringing it down and releasing the Jews and helping them to get back to Jerusalem. Make no mistake, God can call people. But none of them has the authority and the power. None of them was the Messiah as Christ Jesus, Yahshua, was and is the Messiah. Now in the call of Ezekiel 7 through 10, and I put this in there for you to understand about this call. But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee. Now this is before Ezekiel ever got in there, you know. For they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made thy face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their forehead. As an adamant harder than flint have I made thy forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thy heart and hear with thy ears. Now you see, the Lord knew that the Jews wouldn't hear. Now God also warned Jeremiah. It was not going to be an easy task for Jeremiah either. Because they wouldn't listen. America... Can you see the writing on the wall? Can you not understand that once God sets to move and judge a nation and a people, that there is no power on earth and in hell that can stop him? But yet this is redemptive. Because when you feel pain, you will listen. You will look around for a doctor who has suffered a terrible injury and did nothing about it. Huh? Did you? No. We even sell Band-Aids in the store to help our kids with cuts and it feels better. See, we don't like pain as humans. God can inflict pain. But what he did inflict was stripes upon the Son of Man and spikes to tie him to that tree. Spikes. And hatred and ridicule. He suffered so that you could find redemption because it was in the shedding of the blood, his blood, that set you free. Because God had determined that the atonement was to be made through the blood. And there was no other way. Father, we thank you for your word today. We ask, Lord, that you'd bless those that hear this whenever they do. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, And sending forth of this word. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And let the people receive it and hear it. Amen. Okay, Tower. Okay. Boy, I just... You hear, or you know, you read what Jesus went through for us. You can't even imagine the suffering and being rejected by the Father. That's devastating. And all for us who are we're so unworthy of his love and his redemption. But I'll tell you, I'm thankful, very thankful that Christ did that for us. 
Yeah. I'm thankful that he's he called us and that we answered when we did. You know, all you out there, I know you're thankful that you answered the call of the Lord because you see what the other side is like. You can see through the spirit what they're going to go what they're going to face if they don't repent. Okay, we're going to have to go. Okay. So we love you everybody. Take care. We pray for you. Pray for us. Pray for your brethren around the world. Be safe. And take care. God bless you richly. Good night, everybody. Until next time, shalom, everybody. Good night. And be safe. May God guide you and keep you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.